Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I just have a thought for you tonight. And um, Pastor Charles, you're gonna like this story. In August 1990, Saddam Hussein, the dictator of Iraq, I know a lot of you weren't born in 1990. I was in high school. The dictator of Iraq ordered his army across the border into tiny little Kuwait, thus beginning the Gulf War. The United States had provided massive military aid to Iraq during their eight-year war with Iran, giving them the fourth largest army in the world. Kuwait was a major supplier, even though it was small, of oil to the United States. The Iraqi takeover posted an immediate threat to neighboring Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia as well, another major exporter of oil. President Bush, who succeeded President Reagan, stated simply, this will not stand. In the last months of 1990, the United States participated in the defense of Saudi Arabia in a deployment known as Operation Desert Shield. Over 500,000 American troops were placed in Saudi Arabia in case of an Iraqi attack on the Saudis. When all the forces were in place, the United States issued an ultimatum to Saddam Hussein, said, saying, leave Kuwait by January 15th, 1991, or face a full attack by the multinational force. January 15th came and went, and with no response from the Iraqis, the next night, Desert Shield became Desert Storm. They went from defending to attacking. Bombing sorties, including smart bombs and Tomahawk missiles, pummeled Iraq's military targets for the next several weeks. A sortie is attacks from troops coming out of a position of defense. So these guys are coming out of Desert Shield into Desert Storm, dropping bombs. On many days, on many days, there were over 2,500 such missions with technology making our stealth fighter bombers virtually invisible to the Iraqis. The air assault overwhelmed, destroyed, and crippled the Iraqi military and their ability to communicate. Iraq responded by launching Scud missiles at American military barracks in Saudi Arabia and Israel. I'm not sure if you were around back then, but I remember the Scud missiles were, were very um, inaccurate and um, didn't have the kind of power and accuracy that, that our bombs had, so they were missing us. We were shooting them down with Patriot missiles. It was kind of a, a joke. Um, on February 24th, the ground war began. Although the bombing lasted four weeks, American ground troops declared Kuwait liberated just 100 hours after the ground attack was initiated. General Norman Schwarzkopf and General Colin Powell became household names as citizens watched their direction of the conflict, also known as the Persian Gulf 
war. So I was in high school when this happened. I remember what classroom I was in. I remember where, where I was when we, when we uh, launched Desert Storm. And it was, a, it was a, a time in American history where I was proud to be an American. And uh, I liked that we had a president that said, that's enough. That's not going to stand. We're going to take action. These, our enemies aren't leaving, so we're going to force them out. We're going to force them out because they didn't want to leave by just us telling them to leave. The title of this message is Air Assault. Air Assault. The United States spent most of their time attacking from the air. And because they dominated the air, the ground campaign only took 100 hours. So for weeks, they were in the air, bombing and attacking in the air, taking control of the air. And because they so devastated and crippled the enemy, the ground attack only took 100 hours. So from 40 days to four hours, that thing was over and Kuwait was liberated just like that. In war, if you win in the air, your chance of winning the war is almost inevitable. Anything can happen, but I would say when you control the air, you control the war. The physical example of war represents a spiritual truth. Physical warfare, like spiritual warfare, busting things up in the earth, uh, busting things up in the heavens opens things up on the earth. We have to unleash as Christians an overwhelming air assault on the enemy or he will not leave. We need to cripple him, overwhelm him, and destroy his plans. Otherwise, he will continue to stand there arrogantly, not leaving. But I like President Bush because he said, this isn't going to stand. We're no longer going to be protecting. We're going to start attacking. And uh, you might be new to this church, but we are no longer protecting. I don't know if we've ever just been in a position of desert shield, but we are on the offensive. We are on the attack. We are, we are called to take dominion over central San Diego, and that's what we're going to do. But it's going to take soldiers and warriors coming from a position of shielding to a position of attacking. We're going from desert shield to desert storm. And we're going to come and unleash an air assault like the devil's never seen before in San Diego. That's what we're called to do. We have to unleash an overwhelming air assault. Because it's in the air where most of the resistance is. I'm not sure if you realize that. But most of the resistance in your life and in my life comes from the air. And this is what, this is what the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 1 to 2. It says, in you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which once you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That's the devil. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. And so the, the Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air. That's why the most resistance in your life and my life comes from the air. It comes from the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm created the physical realm, so the spiritual realm is more powerful than the physical realm. So we gotta take advantage of the air. We gotta occupy and dominate the air if we want breakthrough on the earth and in the physical. The prince of the power of the air only has authority in the air if he goes uncontested. The Bible says that Jesus disarmed 
principalities and powers in public, made a public spectacle of the enemy. So the only way he's going to dominate your life is if he goes uncontested in your life. Most Christians don't realize the power that they have. They don't realize fighting the devil, he's like a scud missile. He's inaccurate. He doesn't have as much power as you. He doesn't have the authority to use the power that he has. He's the prince of the power of the air, so he has power, but it's up to you if you give him the authority to use it. The reason the Bible calls him the prince is because the prince has power, but it's limited and he's always subject to a king. How he messes with us is he lies to you and he says he's a king. You agree with him and you come under. So now you're calling him a king and yourself a prince and he oppresses you and puts pressure on you and resists you. First Timothy 6.15 says, which he will manifest in his own time, he who is blessed and only potentate. That means he is the only mighty power. He is the only authentic power. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about Jesus. He is the only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm not sure if you realize this before you got to church tonight, but you are a king. You are a Lord. You are a queen. You're not a prince. And the prince is always subject to the king. The prince has power, but he doesn't have authority to use it unless the king gives him the authority to use it. You are a king. Jesus is the king, big K, of king, small K. He's the Lord, big L, of lords, small L. You are powerful. Don't let the devil lie to you when he comes to you and says and tries to tell you who you are when you're the king. It's your job to tell him what to do. It's not his job to tell you what to do. You're in charge. But when you give him power, when you agree with what he says, you legally give him the right to oppress you. And most people don't even know. Most people have no idea. But it's not your job to allow him to tell you what to do. It's your job. It's our job to declare and tell him what to do. I love this scripture in Ephesians 3, 10 to 12. It says, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God, in other words, what God is like to display God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. That is so powerful. It is the job of the church to tell the principalities and the powers what time it is. We're not supposed to let them tell us or dominate us. We, the church, have been anointed by God to invade this world and to declare and display the manifold wisdom of God and who he is. And we have boldness. You are bold. The Bible says you are bold as a lion. Bold as a lion. You are confident. You are an overcomer. And tonight, we are launching an air assault on the enemy in San Diego and in your life. Amen? When we occupy territory, we occupy territory on the earth first by occupying territory in the air. 
Once you occupy territory in the air, taking territory on the earth becomes possible. Here's an example. Luke 13, 10 to 13. It says, now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. She had been attacked by the air. She had a spirit of infirmity. The air speaks of the spirit. Spirit of infirmity for 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called to her. He called her to him, excuse me, and said to her, woman, you are loosed. In other words, he assaulted in the air. He went after the spirit, the spirit of infirmity. He said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So Jesus attacks from the air and the manifestation happens on the earth. When we occupy the air, when we take territory in the air, it opens up the earth to take territory here. The reason that we are going to expand uh, and buy buildings and take territory on the earth is because every Tuesday morning now with the men and the women, we are fighting in the air. We are launching an assault in the air on the enemy, on principalities and on powers. And we're telling them what's about to happen. And every day when you pray, you are launching an attack in the air. And you watch, if you take authority over the air, you watch what happens on the earth. You watch what happens in the physical. I wanna give you three quick ways to, to launch attacks in the air. The first one is to renew your mind. Romans 12, two. Romans 12, two, did you guys get that one? It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We can't be conformed to what the world says about us or even what self-help books say about you. You gotta transform your mind to what this book says about you. And your level of knowledge of this book will be directly correlated to your level of authority in the air. So when the devil comes to me, and this has happened to me, I was praying for, uh, this has happened twice to me. I'm praying for somebody and the devil would speak to me and say, you have no authority. This happened twice to me. Little did the devil know that my uncle already warned me about this. My uncle operates in deliverance and he said to make sure you get Luke 1019 in your spirit. That behold, I give you authority over all the powers of the enemy and nothing by any means hurts you. You will trample on serpents and scorpions. And so when they told me I had no authority, if I didn't know what the Bible said, I might've been like, you're right, you're scary. But because I knew what the Bible said, because I had renewed my mind, I was able to tell that demon that you know I have authority over you. You know the Bible, Luke 10, 19, that I've been given authority over you and all of your power. But if I didn't know that, I might've been dominated. I may have thought he was the king and I was the prince. But because I knew what the Bible said, because I had renewed my mind to the fact that I had authority, I was able to push back and get that person delivered and command that demon to leave. The second one is declare the word of God. 
Declare the word of God. So you got to renew your mind to know what it says, but then you got to say it. Then you got to say it. The, the, uh, the spirit of God takes Jesus into the wilderness, and then the devil comes and tries to tempt him. And Jesus, what does Jesus do? It is written. It is written. It is written. He declares the word of God to the enemy, and the devil leaves until a more opportune time. So when the devil comes to you, you may know what the Bible says, but you got to speak what the Bible says. You got to speak who God says you are. When the devil tries to come after your sexuality, you got to say, no, 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 no. I know who I am. When the devil tries to come to you and tell you that you are scared, you say, no, 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 no. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Get off me, devil, in Jesus' name. So you got to know it, and then you got to say it. You got to speak it. That's how you. That's how you unleash an attack in the air against the enemy. The second one, or the third one, the last one. Then we're going to pray. Is prayer. Is prayer in Daniel ten? You guys know when we get where we get the Daniel fast. You may have heard of the Daniel fast. It's a twenty-one day fast. Daniel prays, and the Bible opens up what happens when we pray. Daniel prays, and the Bible says that a an angel is released on his behalf to come and bring his prayer request to pass. But Daniel doesn't just pray one time and then move on with his life. He adds fasting to his prayer. And after 21 days, an angel comes, or 24 days, an angel comes and tells him what happened. And he says, the first day you prayed, I heard your prayer and I was unleashed. In other words, God sent an air assault to bring to pass what Daniel was praying for. And the angel tells him that he came down to fight, but then Michael had to come and help him because there was so much resistance because your resistance is in the air. But because God, because Daniel prayed and he continued to pray and he continued to fast, he continued to believe, God sent another angel and they overcame the enemy. They crippled him. They destroyed him. And then he got to tell Daniel uh, what the promise was, what the vision was. And so when you pray, you are disrupting things in the air. You are messing things up in the air. All the devil's plans, you are messing things up. God is sending angels, sending heavenly hosts, sending soldiers to, to, to fight and to war on your behalf. So if you want to send an air assault, we need to be people that pray. We need to be people that pray and people that continue to believe until we see the manifestation of what we're praying for. That's how we launch an air assault. You need to renew your mind, declare the word of God, and pray. Those are three quick ways that you can do that. Let's all stand to our feet. I want to pray for, for a few uh, different kinds of people. The first one was is people that cannot seem to get over fear. Fear keeps meddling with you. And I think we prayed for fear last Wednesday night. But I felt this at men's prayer that there are people struggling with fear. So if that's you, I want you to just come down to the front. If you can't seem to get past fear, I want you to come down to the front. We're just going to do a, a corporate prayer. Best thing you can do is get it out in the open. Because if you hide it, the devil will keep it. 
And here's what I was telling the, telling the fellas at men's prayer. A spirit of fear is just a scared spirit. You don't have to be scared of a spirit of fear. You don't have to be scared of evil spirits or demonic spirits. What they cause is what they are. This changed everything for me because the spirit of fear used to, I used to think it was like this big, crazy, hairy demon. But now I look at it like you're just a scared spirit. So now when, my, when I pray for a spirit of fear, that spirit of fear is scared of me because Jesus lives inside of me. And Jesus lives inside of you. He's, he's terrified of you. So I'm gonna lead you all in a prayer and then I'm gonna pray for you. We're all gonna just believe with you and that spirit of fear is gonna get broken off your life. So why don't you just turn your palms towards heaven and say this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you that you did not give me a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Today I say, spirit of fear, I will not stand for you anymore. I'm going from desert shield to desert storm. And in the name of Jesus, spirit of fear, get off my life, get out of my mind, get off my soul. In Jesus' name, I break your power, I cancel your assignment, and I declare that I am a man or a woman of faith and fear you no longer have authority over my life. You may be a prince, but I'm a king, so get off my life in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for these people. In the name of Jesus, I command fear to loose off their life in Jesus' name. Get off their life now. In Jesus' name, I break your power. Fear, I break your assignment against them. In Jesus' name, I cancel any plans or schemes you have against them. In Jesus' name, loose in Jesus' name. Loose these men and women of God in Jesus' name. Take your hands off them. I break your grip in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, no longer. It ends tonight. It ends tonight. Loose in Jesus' name. It ends tonight. It ends tonight. It ends tonight. It ends tonight. It ends tonight, right now, in Jesus' name, I break your power, fear, timidity, anxiety. Loosed in Jesus' name. I break your power. I break your power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God some, some praise. Now, all of you up in the front, don't put, take your foot off the pedal. Anytime you start to hear that weak voice of fear coming into your life, you declare the word of God to it. And you say, I did not, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. My mind is sound. Fear doesn't affect me. Anxiety doesn't hold me back. In Jesus' name, I am bold as a lion. Start to declare things over your life. It starts to get powerful. Now I want to pray for you if you have a if you have a sickness in your body that someone has said or declared over you that it's permanent. 
doctors don't know what it is. Doctors don't know how to get you healed. Medication's not working. It might be a spirit of infirmity. So if that's you, I want you to come up. People that were just here, if you can make your way, unless, unless that's you as well. I want to pray for the people that... worship team's going to sing part of a song and I'm going to come and pray, pray for all of you. But before I do, I want to lead you all in a prayer, a similar prayer. I want you to say, dear Jesus, I thank you that you gave your back for my healing and that you spilt your blood for my freedom. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to sickness, I speak to disease, I speak to pain, and in the name of Jesus, I break your power. I declare my God is a God that heals all diseases, that heals all sicknesses, that heals all pain. So right now, in the name of Jesus, sickness, disease, pain, get off my life. Get out of my body. I break your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you right now for all of these people. I thank you, Lord, that you gave your back for healing and your blood for freedom. So in the name of Jesus, I take authority over sickness and disease. In the name of Jesus. And I tell you, you cannot stay any longer. In Jesus' name. I command you to bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Sickness disease and pain right now shift off their life move off their life in jesus name wow what an amazing word i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did hey listen for more information about our church go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our youtube channel if you haven't already and download our app it is amazing it is chock full of incredible messages information about upcoming events and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined we loved having you with us today we look forward to seeing you again god bless you live a life that is transformative bye for now